It's all things MMA for KCLR and Scoreline.ie. My name is Ken McGuire, joined as always on screen oh. over that direction. Uh, uh, yes, look at that. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Well done. We're getting good. We're getting good. Uh, we're yeah, getting very yeah. good. Uh, it's uh, Miles Price of Team Rhino Kilkenny. High five. High five. Ken. Oh, I have to go this way. High five. All the way. <laughs> All the way off Yay! the camera. <laughs> Purely for the video audience, yeah. this is obvious uh, entertainment. For listeners without pictures, yeah. well, you'll just have to play along. Um, but it's Miles Bryce of yeah. Team Rhino Kilkenny that joins us for another walk through the weird world and wonderful world of uh, mixed martial arts on the Irish scene. Um, uh, before we dive into to anything uh, this week, uh, how are you? How are things? Yeah. Yeah, all good now. Yeah, I've been busy just with the gym. There's a couple of guys competing on the weekend. So just getting them prepared and uh, we're moving gyms as well. So just kind of getting all the bits and bobs ready for the, for the move now for next few months. So yeah, just Excellent. busy with all that at the moment. Um, you're you're saying on the on the move. You're you're staying within the 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 locality. You're staying within the same building. You're just kind of moving into a a, a bigger bigger brighter space. We'll say. Basically, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So it's convenient in one sense, but still the move has to happen. So um, I'm happy we didn't we don't have to lug everything across a, a different side of the 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 area, but yeah. uh, it's in the same building, so it's handy. Yeah, very good. And who's uh, who's competing for you on the local front uh, this week? Uh, we did have four, but I think there's been a pull out with Trevor Lee. So, uh, there's Cale Brennan, uh, Lee Walsh and Thomas Costigan. So yeah, they're competing this weekend, open cage conflict in Belfast. Oh, the, the Devonish up there. It seems to get a lot of, um, seems to be quite, quite the popular venue, uh, for fights in, in Belfast. It usually produces fairly solid cards too. It does. Yeah. Well, cage conflict would probably be the best really, uh, amateur MMA card at the moment mm-hmm. up there, you know what they yeah they just they, they they just like Liam is is he's the head coach along with Pat McAllister up in Fight Academy Ireland and they're just really efficient with matchmaking really fair and uh, uh, yeah it's just a very well run show it's cool. great. Okay. Well, uh, for for this week, uh, we have UFC 280, which is going to be coming up next weekend or, or, or a little bit later in the month. Uh, for this week, we're going to drift back into conversations about um, uh, the the beginner end of things with a focus on on both the, the maybe the, the BJJ and the MMA side of things, but certainly on, on BJJ or Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu for uh, children slash kids slash teens uh, and the adult mm. side of things and what we wanted to have a look at uh, or I wanted to have a look at was about um, progression and and their journeys people on the outside will go oh you know they're very familiar with hearing phrases like oh he's a brown belt or he's a black belt or he's a he's a this or a he's a that um, and to people mm. on the outside it's something to people on the inside it means something that's that's very different so uh, given that um, you've had and you've you've been able to build quite the uh, quite the team on the on the the childrens and and say let's call it as like the the underage or from like you know below adult side of things on on that level you've got quite good numbers mm-hmm. in there now so maybe take us through a little bit of like how do they how do they progress and at at the children's level when it comes to belt ranking um what's involved at, at each stage and, and what are they kind of aspiring to? Well, uh, in regards to the little rhinos, the most important thing that we're looking to reinforce is, uh, and teach and drift feed in, in indirect and sometimes direct manner is 
good core values. And uh, that's something that really kind of rings through in regards to our teaching in the gym. You know, it's not just about building good jujitsu practitioners, uh, especially at the young age. It's about building good, uh, like giving kids the nurture that they need in order to become great adults and well put together adults in the future. And the Brazilian jiu-jitsu complements that. It funnels their direction, it funnels their drive. And they just work their way through the belt grades. So they go from their white, their gray, the yellow, the orange, and the green. And there's like in between belts where you have like a white, like a green, white, or an orange, white. And we just slowly build them up. And it's it's trying to take away from, you know, the potential blue joyous candidates when you get older. And the blue joyous is basically fixating too much on the on the belt grade. It's, you know, it's sometimes when someone, uh, an, an adult starts and they may have a white belt and then <clears throat> they get their blue belt and then they quit. And that's all to do with, you know, caring too much about getting something materialistically as opposed to building something internally within themselves. And mm-hmm. we want to reinforce that into kids when they're young, that it's about respect with your, respect with your instructor, respect with your teammates, uh, being compassionate and respectful, holding good integrity, um, concentrating on the task at hand, you know, things that actually do kind of ring true very much so into your, throughout your whole life. So we, we try and make that our foundation, teach them quality jujitsu. And then if they want to express their jujitsu and, uh, in competition, then that's fantastic. You know, they're dealing with, with fear, fear of failure at a young age. They're de- dealing with facing failure and having the resilience, which is a positive approach to stress, to getting over it, you know, so that they're repetitively getting over that. And it's a little bit different in jiu-jitsu. It's very interdependence, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like a team sport where you can easily get into a finger pointing contest, you know. You know, we, we want to make sure as well that when they do go to competition, the lesson is learned that if they lose, that they, they own that, you know, and they go, what can I do differently next time? without being too self-critical, which is a normal process, you know, but it's something that you want to teach on how to regulate and how to develop at a young age. So that's kind of our approach at Team My Local Kenny. And uh, yeah, I have all the philosophy behind it uh, because I'm the head coach. I've been at it for years, but, you know, it really is reinforced with coach Don Babenzer, who's the head uh, kids, Little Rhinos coach, and the co-head coach, who is John Paul Soames, who is obviously a legend in kickboxing in Kilkenny, somebody I looked up to a lot when I was a young man, and somebody who's helped me with my pads even leading up to the last few fights. So uh, he, the, the kids couldn't really be in better hands, to be honest with you. There's a reason why they're multiplying and the kids' class is mm. the way it is today, you know. It's because of the work that the two of them have put in and all of the kids. And, and uh, we're really grateful that the parents choose our martial arts facility to come in and uh, and and trust us with their kids in not only teaching them good jujitsu, but teaching them how to you know conduct themselves in life at a young age. Is is there a at the kids' level uh, or at children's level? Is there a is there a curriculum that they that they follow in order to progress from from belt to belt or grade to grade, or is it purely down to? you know, what a, what a coach feels about a student or what they're showing or consistency in training. How does, how does their progression work? We'll say. 
So there is a curriculum, uh, like, you know, when, when you get to like a, a bell grading, like there is a particular set of techniques that we need to see that, that kids are starting to, to, to get, because you just, you just can't give them their belt. Otherwise they have to understand certain techniques. They have to have pay attention to detail. Well, jujitsu is complex. It's not like traditional martial arts. It's not fixed, you know, where there's not a resisting opponent. And because I reinforce the philosophy of good morals and good integrity within the gym also, that has to be taken into consideration also. So there's kind of a, there's kind of a, a triad going on there, you know, like, yes, you need to have the curriculum, but also we need to make sure that you're applying the curriculum with live partners as well and paying attention to detail and being and concentrating, you know, so can that technique be done in a stressful situation? Not just, you know, done where you can take your time. You can just rehearse it like a, like a fight scene in a Hollywood movie. It has to be like done against a life partner or at least attempted and shown the resilience to try and adapt to apply the technique in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then of course it has to be on the basis of, you know, is the student, you know, um, holding good integrity and behaving themselves and respecting their, 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 their coaches and respecting their teammates. So all those things need to be taken into consideration when you're, when you're grading. So it's, it, it's quite complex, you know, but it's a, uh, it, it works. So <laughs> does, does competing help in that regard? Um, actually competing because the nature of the beast is that everybody gets held back in competing. <laughs> so you do, you do kind of grade a little bit differently because like there's, there's guys who are like blue belts that are competing or kids who are like certain belt grades who are just, you know, far beyond their belt grade really mm. like, you know, so it, it comes down to understanding the chaotic environment and the egotistical environment of belt grades within competition. So we, we kind of hold them back a little bit because everybody holds their students back just a little bit, especially if you're trying to build conf- confidence for competition, because it, it is one of those things that if you give a belt early, then it's as bad as giving a belt too late, mm. you know? So we're trying to hit that middle ground. You give a belt too early and your student wants to actively be a competitor. Then they go in Everybody else is sandbagging, as they call it. They're, they're students to a degree. Next thing, your student starts getting smashed all the time. Their confidence drops. They stop jujitsu. So you need to hold back just a smidgen so that we meet that nice middle ground so that they're going in and they'll win a few, they'll lose a few, which is good as well for their character, win a few, and then it's fair game. So to answer your question, you would treat some belt grades a little bit differently than want to compete but not so much that it's unfair. Yeah. Okay. What's the upper limit then on the, on the children's side of things? I mean, because they, they obviously get to a certain point, even if you, even if you, you work it under grading, they get to a certain point where they, I would presume cannot be graded any further unless they were going into the, the adult side. So where does, where does the line stop? Well, when they get past, when they get to their green black and they need to transition, which is kind of the teenage years, and then they need to transition into the to their to teenagers, like to become a blue belt or etc. You know, so that's kind of around the 13, 14, kind of going into 15, 
kind of age groups, you know, and it's kind of built from there. So we have a lot of kids that are like that. They've been with us since they were juniors now that have come up to, to young, young, talented young men that you know of is Bill Hayes and Danny, Danny Garrigan. They've been with the gym for years now since they were like, Jesus mad how fast they've shot up. They've been, <laughs> you know, one, one second they're at me knee and now, now next thing Bill's bleeding has more muscles than I do and he's taller than me, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it's great. It's amazing to see actually the, the transition through the generations now, mm. not and- just, you know, a teenager comes in, stops and starts. A, a little rhino comes in and you can really, uh, you you really know that uh, you're, that we're doing all the things to the best of our ability and we're doing things somewhat right when the kids are staying for so long that they transition yeah. into the teenagers and transition into the adults, you know, which is starting to happen now, you know. So talk to me then a little bit about the teenager side of things because you'd have had... You know, in in some cases, you will have had a, a couple of years at the at the the children's or the or the little rhino little rhinos side of things as it applies to your gym, um, and obviously you you're from from an age point of view, from a development and a, and a growth point of view, you're you're in those kind of you're in those in between years. You've yet to kind of crack into adulthood. You're you're you know leaving the 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 busy end of your your childhood behind. So how does the training differ then between the the children's end of things and the teen side of things before you you move into the adult or is or is the teens just kind of blended with the adult because at this stage now they've you know they've they've got a pretty good set of skills you would imagine yeah well there is a middle ground we do have like a teenager's mma class and we do have a teenager's jiu-jitsu class which is the teenager's mma is taught by coach matthew o'rourke and uh the uh Teenagers classes taught by coach and, and Andy Quirk, amazing coaches as well. And they, they sometimes, some teenagers do, like I gauge that, the coaches would gauge that as well. Look, so this guy, uh, he needs to just build his confidence a bit more and then we'll bring him into the adults class. And that's fine, you know, some teenagers are ready for it, some are not, you know. So it's just about treating everybody as individuals, you know, and uh, in regards to the class structure, uh, I think years ago, I probably would have gone, there's a big difference. But now I just think that there's a very slim difference between a junior's class and an adult's class. But it's the one thing that I feel like I add in more and more as time goes on, uh, because it's what I enjoy to do as well. You know, it's it's, uh, how you create flow within people is to always have a sense of play. If you don't have a sense of play, then you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to throw your toys out of the pram. And it, there's just more of a sense of play in the kids' class because that's how you treat kids. Like, you know, you you get them concentrated on something. You get them involved by playing games, being playful. And I do that in the adults' class. You know, I get everyone to play tennis, soccer, or dodgeball, or, you know, something to warm up because it's fun. You know, it's fun. And when you have that fun, you have that flow. And then the rest of the class is just far better it's not it's not a job at the end of the day and even whatever our job is like shouldn't everything in life be somewhat playful you know so i wouldn't say there's a huge difference between the little rhinos class and the adults the only (laughs) thing i say is that a little bit less emphasis on play but it's still there talk to me then a little bit about uh about grading and progression in the adult ranks so you've you've come through the the children's side of things you've gone from uh your your grays to yellows to oranges you're working through your colors there and then on the adult side of things um 
like typically the adult side of things starts at at white uh, as as a belt or as a color as a as a grade. So how do, how does it work from from there? What's you know what are what's it what's it divided into from the blue belt on it's blue you get your four tips and that's the same with the uh juniors as well you go from grading of tips you know uh blue purple brown and then black and then red red is like when you're like a hundred years of age <laughs> but uh yeah and, and there's t- not many red belts tips there's is not like, black belts not many red belts and uh Tip, sorry, tips is like what? Like a like a, like a like the the tips. This is like a percentage of your your journey or a reflection yeah. of of where you stand between grades. Or? Exactly, that's it's, it's very well put. Like that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a progression throughout your belt uh, journey. So it's a percentage uh, gradient. So basically, you'll put like a little bit of white tape on the belt to indicate that you're progressing throughout that belt grade. And that kind of needs to be done because sometimes people do need to feel that, that they are getting kind of some sort of acknowledgement that they're doing well, mm-hmm. you know, in order to move through their belt grades, you know? So yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, the way you go about the belt grades, you know, and it's done the same with the, with the kids as it is with the adults, you know, no, it's, it's done on that triad again, you know, it's the application of the technique. It's the, the actual understanding of the technique and it's the integrity that the student holds, so that triad is super important for grading it, it across the board from juniors all the way up to adults, you know. Typically, um, and maybe maybe on the on the this goes back to the to the beginner side of the scale then, and without without shifting it to the mentality where you're like, I have to have something, I have to get something, and the and the focus is more about the the belt and the and the end result as opposed to the journey, which you would hope that. Um, the uh, BJJ players and and practitioners would would err more on that side, but for somebody for somebody who's coming in cold and they're going oh I you know I like this I'm go- I'm going to stick around at it um what how how long would you say or do you, or do you even bother putting a time frame on it for people to move between say your white to blue your blue to purple your purple to brown your brown to black is it a is mm-hmm. it a lifelong thing do you have people who um, I know you, you mentioned earlier on people people get to uh, their their blue belt and then they disappear and then those that that stick around obviously want to you know invest more of of their time in it and invest more of themselves in it. Is there mm-hmm. is is it the kind of thing where you can put a like put a calendar in front of you and go okay this Monday on this month in this year I'm a white belt. By this Monday in this month next year or the year after, <laughs> I will be a blue belt, and then on Thursday in three years' time, I will be a purple belt, and then you know, is is but you know, to to the uninitiated, no. is that something that you is that something that people look at, or is how does how does it work? How does the progression work for for people? Because it can it can well, that- I'm assuming it can vary. Well, that that's a that's a red flag for grading, really. Like you know, if you're putting a time limit, get about. It's like you got uh, you got stuff to I, do. I, I think it's good. To, I think it's good to set aspirations, but not expectations. That's an expectation. That's yeah. uh, that's an external thing. That's that's tying into on this. The, like beside that calendar, might as well be a, a shelf with the blue belt on it. You know, so when you can pick it up when that day comes, you know, it's it's a material. It's an external ideology. Mm. And that drifts away from one part of the triad, which is the integrity, and that's internal, you know. So uh, I would I wouldn't say that's the case. I would say that's the case with 
traditional martial arts that is kind of, it's kind of the norm, you know, because you go through just one part of the triad where it's like a, it's a breakdown of techniques and you have to make sure you have that technique. Actually, they have good integrity as well. Traditional martial arts, they do have good integrity. They just, they don't have the other side of the triad, which is the application resisting opponents, you know? So like it's, you have to try and treat everybody a bit differently. It is a complex, it is a complex process. And I think that's why jujitsu works because we as a species is very, are very complex we're complex thinkers. We're complex with our bodies. We're still very primitive. We don't really know. Sometimes we like to consciously assume that we know what we're doing a lot of the time, but we're only really trying our best. And there's a lot of unconscious complexities that we don't really understand. So I think that treating everybody as individuals while keeping a firm eye on the, the group is like, it's a complex process grading and it, it comes and Marking a certain date on the calendar is not complex. It's simple. It's too straightforward to be mm. worthwhile. You know, like anything worthwhile is going to cause a lot of ambivalence, a lot of anxiety, a lot of a lot of uh, resilience that you have to incre- incrementally get through so that it can complement the rest of your life. I say that I said this in the last podcast too. It's like you know, jujitsu is one percent of competition. And 99% filters into the rest of your life. And that's what needs to be taken into consideration. You can't put down, you can't put on the calendar when you're going to be moody and when you're going to be happy. So it's the same with the jujitsu grading. It has to be taken and considered that we're complex by nature. So that, and especially when you're adding the live, the live application of techniques, which is like character complex and the integrity, which is character complex, the fixed like you could do it on a calendar if you were a robot and you were strictly trying to uh, <laughs> go by a protocol, but that's it. Like, you know, you know. So, <laughs> so, <on> bl- <laughs> so what's, what's the difference then, or, or what do you see as a coach? What do you see as the difference then between a student who's at a, uh, uh, a white belt and blue belt or white belt and purple or, or blue and purple? What, what tends to be the key differences it's like you were saying this. Um, uh, you've made a point a few minutes ago about uh, people who are who are f- kind of far beyond their current belt level or what their what their belt level may be perceived as. Um, mm-hmm. But but again, from from kind of outsiders looking in, is the difference between white and and blue or white and purple or purple and blue or or purple and black or brown and black? Is it is it the difference is, is, is time, it's repetition, it's experience. What, 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 how do you see it? It's a lot of, there's a lot of like, they're all the auxiliaries that come into play for sure. Well, again, it comes down to that triad. Like, you know, it's like, do they know the technique? Are they able to apply it in a life situation and have they got good integrity? And that's usually the huge difference between grading and the belt grades and the only other factor that comes in is something that we discussed before. And I, I would say that, you know, there shouldn't ever be a belt grade that's far beyond their belt grade. There should be, if there's a competitor, then that belt grade should be a little bit, a tiny, a healthy amount ahead of their belt grade. Not so much that it becomes unfair mm. uh, in regards to the, the, the overall quality of the sport. Because we all have to take responsibility for our individual, 
our individual processes with the sport, you know, not just taking into consideration the egotistical, my gym, my this, my that, my the other. Like, what about martial arts as a lifestyle as a whole? What about the next generation of martial arts? So, you know, yeah, the competitors would be a tiny bit ahead of their belt grade, but not so much that it's ruining the integrity of martial arts as a whole. And the, and the, the guys that just, you know, that want to be gym rats that do not want to compete, but they do martial arts because it just makes their life so much better mentally or physically. Then yeah, they're probably going to get graded that little bit faster because you can't, you can't treat everybody the same. Everybody has to be treated a little bit differently, you know, and it would be unfair to grade somebody because they compete or they don't compete, Mm. you know, in Mm. the sense of, well, he's not getting his belt uh, as quickly as Jimmy because Jimmy's competing. Mm. No, sure. John, let's just say the partner A, sure. He's still coming in and doing as much work. He's just chosen not to compete, you know? So there's a lot of complexities when, in regards to it, you know, in regards to what you're doing jujitsu for and are you complementing the triad all the time? All comes down to that triad, doesn't it? Does bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think we've, we've had quite a good uh, explanation of how things are working at, at uh, children and, and adults level, uh, particularly within the, the club game and, and understanding belt grades uh, for people. I hope people have found it educational uh, as well. Miles, if people want to find out more um, or if they're interested in, in taking up the sport, uh, what can they do? How can they get in touch? Uh, contact team Ryan Kenny at gmail.com. We just started a fundamentals course and, uh, yeah, the kids, uh, if you want to get one of your little rhinos uh, in, or you want to see if your, your, your child may like, uh, jujitsu, then, uh, send in an email and we'd be more than happy to, happy to help, especially moving into the newer area where we have more space and there's not as much of a backlog of, uh, the kids. Cause at the moment we're at full capacity, but we'll, we'll definitely chat and we'll get your kid in the near future to give it an old goal, you know? So team right at gmail.com or our Instagram is a great place to, to have a look or our website team right Excellent. Well, he has been Miles Price. I have been Ken McGuire. This has been All Things MMA for scoreline.ie and KCLR. And we will do this all again very soon. Until next time, good luck. Good luck.